right. Thank you uh, very much, Laura, for the invitation to speak at the Supply Chain Insights event uh, today. Uh, thank you for the award as well, uh, but we'll get there shortly. Uh, I came to talk to you today about a few topics. Uh, one is, again, Western Digital. Who are we? Um, so you guys get to know us a little bit better. A few thoughts on winning. Some of the learnings that we took away from the last years and I think what contributed to winning. And then also our thoughts on Supply Chain 2030. So who are we as Western Digital? Well, I'm here today representing Western Digital. My name is Matthew Smith. Now, this is the official write-up or biography uh, I have been with Western Digital for 17 years and spent my whole time in supply chain, uh, just in uh, global procurement and uh, global logistics. The unofficial bio is that I'm a dog lover and I've got three uh, American Cocker Spaniels. I enjoy them very much. Uh, we also uh, love the outdoors. If you don't know, I'm from the Midwest and uh, my home currently is in Minneapolis, the land of 10,000 lakes. We enjoy me and my family going to different lakes every week and in the summertime uh, for as long as that is and uh, jet skiing and spending time on the water that really uh, we really enjoy that it gives us a lot of uh, fun and, and activity uh, during the summertime so let's get on to the official reason why we're here today so western digital is a company that addresses data and uh, since data is the global is the engine of the global economy we as a company, are here to address that. And every minute of every day, there's a phenomenal amount of data that is generated uh, in the globe. And in 2020, even during the COVID times, you know, you, you can see the statistics here. So much data, about half a billion messages sent every minute of every day on WhatsApp, 500 hours of YouTube video. You can imagine the space that takes, especially as quality and quantity continues to rise. Uh, 1.4 million calls made on video. And all of that generates a lot of data. And data usage continues to grow very significantly. And Western Digital as a company is, like I said, here to address that. And we are a true storage innovator when it comes to uh, data storage technology. It goes all the way back to uh, the IBM days and the first invention of the hard drive. I remember. Uh, when I first got into the office in San Jose, they had that, that, that hard drive that's pictured in the top left in the uh, lobby. And it was <clears throat> huge. It was probably the size of the small offices that we had in the building. That, that whole drive was five megabytes. And we've come a long way since then. As you can see through the list of devices that we've got here in front of you, through things like the, the types of head technologies that were invented, the, the flash NAND that was invented, and then all the subsequent products. So the flash drives and the SD cards and the micro SD cards, the first external drives um, and markets, the first helium drive, which really revolutionized, we think the um, data storage for the um, data farms that hold a lot of the data that's generated in the Facebooks and the Netflixes and the, um, WhatsApps and, and everything that we do through to zone storage and even bigger advances in flash and memory technology. So this all leads to one of the biggest and widest portfolios in the data storage marketplace, all under the roof of one company. Like I talked about before, you know, we have products all the way from NAND components, wafers, 
through to the SD cards, portable storage, uh, NAS direct, uh, direct network attached storage, uh, to all of the different ranges of hard disk drives for all the different uses that are out there in the industries from the NAS on, on your desk to the, the external drive, all the way through to the data center. And then the uh, storage servers and the JBOD J systems racks that, that fill those data centers. So we truly believe we have the industry's broadest storage portfolio. We basically are enabling the data for everything that you see and touch and use today through your phones and your TVs and, and then your work tools that you use day in and day out. And then introducing you to our global supply chain. As you can see, we have a global supply chain. It's a vertically integrated supply chain. So we do manufacture all of the key technology components for all of our products. Uh, most of the facilities, as you can see, are, are in Asia, with some in the United States. Uh, and this does not show the customers and the, the uh, distribution centers and all of the different facilities. There are hundreds of them globally uh, where our products are crisscrossing the globe uh, using different fulfillment methods, just creating a truly complex global supply chain. And some of the numbers at the bottom of the slide indicate the, the scale of the supply chain that we operate every day. This is a year's of figures, about more than half a million shipments, more than three quarters of a million orders, 5.6 billion units shipped in uh, 96 countries that we've shipped to. And that's all the things from the little tiny parts moving to the factories, from factories to factories to customers, uh, and then customers back to us. So that in a nutshell is Western Digital as a company. Now I'm gonna move into some thoughts on winning. But before that, I wanted to show a bit of a picture of what I thought the last year and a half has, has looked like. A smart person once said, a complexity throws the supply chain out of balance. And I think that was Laura. And it truly has felt like we've been really out of balance in the last year and a half. Well, that's 2020. And we're feeling it now in 2021 as well. And this is a true example of what Laura coined bad complexity. Uh, we're operating uh, under that today, and we appreciate the award that came even under these circumstances. We believe that those successes helped supply chain helped our company enable the successes that we had, and then the award that you guys provided to us. So what was the winning formula? I think it was the transformation journey, but more importantly, our stage and maturity in that journey. Um, I know many of these bullet points show up on many presentations, and they do seem a little generic. Harmonized processes and systems, driving end-to-end -end synchronization, advanced capabilities and technology, the people mindset. And you'll note that that's got a slightly different uh, bullet point to it. So I got a plus and a minus instead of just a check mark. I'll talk about that later. But I'm going to sort of try to illustrate these points in a bit of a different way on the next slide when we go into the learnings. And I'm going to do that with a story. but. Before that, these points, I think, really helped us capitalize on market opportunities that came through the data that were the basis for the award. And we definitely had our issues, like all of you did. And I believe that some of the things that we, we did as a company uh, helped us minimize those issues, minimize those negatives over the last year, year and a half. So like I said, I'm going to take you through a little bit of a story, a little bit of an example to demonstrate, illustrate how what we did ties into these more generalized points. So I'll take you through a tale, tale of a fateful trip, 
which actually ended up being a little bit longer than a three-hour tour. I'll show you how things played out, ties these slides together. And it's our transportation and trade transformation journey. So really, project was called Project Trailblazer. And it was really the first project that brought three distinct companies, Western Digital, HGST, and Sandus together uh, in uh, one operational execution system, but very specific to logistics, more specifically to transportation and trade operations. So we established a team structure, a new team structure, a center of excellence to lead the transformation, and then a control tower team that would run the operation in an entirely new way. So we really changed the model of how we operate. And we moved from you know, standard processes at the time of spreadsheets and phone calls and emails and texts and multiple systems and uh, tools of varying capability into a standard end-to-end and automated process. So we established a new foundation for transportation and trade operations within the supply chain. And that foundation was more than just those systems. It was the establishment of the processes. It was the data lake that came along with it because of all the new data that was being generated. The new, the new teams, the new processes that we could now build upon with advanced capabilities and technology. So from an end-to-end standpoint, you know, building that foundation, one of the things that we learned through this process is that we needed to include our partners. And the Center of Excellence team had the foresight to bring them in very early in the process. And that was right at the beginning of the planning and the, uh, the, the um, envisioning of how everything would work end-to-end. So they were brought in as a piece of the end-to-end process. And I can truly tell you, it wouldn't have succeeded without them being in the room with us. So from that point, something else we learned on an automation standpoint is that automation allowed for advanced capabilities that compound on each other. And so you've got these new teams thinking and then operating. We've got this foundation with all those pieces. We've got all this new data coming in. We've added an analytics layer to it, which is also part of the foundation. We're adding machine learning capabilities. And that really helped us in the 2020 time period because, as you all know, the logistics industry was very disrupted and and continues to be very disrupted. And uh, our customers were the ones suffering to a certain extent because of delayed lead times higher costs, um, and sometimes an inability even to get the the capacity to move products. And so what we had to do is reach out to the center of excellence with with a problem. We needed to understand how we were shipping, how we were shipping on certain days. And so that what they did is they took all of the data that we had from all of that foundation, and they built a tool in a very quick time frame, one to two days, uh, with, with some of our data scientists. And that enabled us to see and, and very quickly plan for a whole new way of buying airspace and engaging capacity in the marketplace. And that's what we call their block and lock program. And really, it's just dedicated airspace on, on um, chartered aircraft within the market, part charters. And what that did for us in the results, just in the logistics space, was really increase our reliability, reliability of shipments. Uh, 30 to 60% on some lanes, our on-time deliveries. It really reduced our lead times at 50% plus in some cases. And there were also cost gains, modest ones, neutral, but or to you know, negative 50 and 20%, depending on the particular lane. 
This was really a result of working with our data science group. And we came upon them by chance, but that's another story. Uh, they really enabled that advanced learning based on the foundation layer, the automation and the data that was now being generated. And there was other things that came before it, but the, the one that really affected us in this time frame was that block and lock program. So those engagements, that foundation, those all build upon each other. And I'm really excited to see where that continues to go. So I also talked about the fact that, you know, we've changed a lot of things. And so there were obviously changing roles and mindsets that went along with them. And that was one of the challenges was definitely mindsets. You know, I, just, just for example, again, you know, the team structure, the Logistics Center of Excellence was established. We established a control tower to run operations. And, you know, that was from the whole global logistics team. And so there's a whole range of human emotion on display because of that. Jealousy, fear, excitement, nervousness uh, about what's to come as those teams were formed. And, you know, some of that was a result of um, the fact that groups of people were being put into place to do new things and exciting things. And so, you know, there was some resistance to that. And because of the processes that were changing, that also impacted people in, in logistics. And there was definitely obviously a big supportive piece from our, our leadership team, but even within logistics, uh, there was some pushback, some things that were in our way. But my learning from this specifically was that we had to stay the course and continue to push through, try to continue to convince those that were not being convinced of the possibilities of the benefits of the change. So stay the course, because the opposition really doesn't go away. There's always opposition, opposition to change. And we just need to stay the course. And then finally, I can't leave this slide without saying something about having fun. And I'm going to paraphrase this because I don't have it directly. But some said, if you have fun in your work, you never have to work a day in your life. And through this journey, there's been a lot of fun, a lot of fun moments. And it needs to be fun. Uh, I learned to have fun at work. That wasn't always the case. So. You know, just examples like from the snack cart during the planning long hours working sessions in the project phase to the party bus in Thailand when we had a, an event go live of, you know, that particular phase to even the fun of the realizing the vision and seeing that it's working and then understanding what then comes after that. Um, have fun with what you do. And from this particular example, what happened in transportation and trade. It just illustrates at a micro level what's happening at a micro level within Western Digital. That ties back to the slide that you saw before with those more generic points. So there are stories like that throughout Western Digital that I think help contribute to the success that we had. And again, we really appreciate the award in 2021. So I'm going to move on a little bit to our view of supply chain 2030. What I've put here is a personalized supply chain question mark. <laughs> and the reason I said question mark is obviously because we don't really know. But I could tell you we're moving towards that. And so another example, before I get into the points that you see there, are, again, from the logistics team. And specifically, the, one of the teams I mentioned was the control tower team. And that control tower team... Uh, operates the systems, manages the events, and we need to do things in a different way there. And so what the Center of Excellence team was doing with us 
was looking at all the email traffic that is generated, even with the events management process that we now have, and applying machine learning logic to it to try to understand the intent behind what is coming through the email and try to link that to what drove the root cause of that inquiry. Um, trying to figure out who needs what from logistics or that particular shipment or whatever the inquiry was. And so by linking and understanding these things, we also will try to build prescriptive actions for what's now that personalized experience to that particular customer, internal or external. And this is really our first attempt to go in that personalized supply chain direction with personalized logistics uh, solutions. And, and so fast forwarding that into 2030, we sort of see a few buckets of opportunity coming in 2030 and really taking those micro level things and exploding them into uh, much bigger ideas. And first one being the extended end to end, what we're calling extended end to end. You know, I spoke about that and, and logis logistics language that included our partners and brought them into the solution. Well, we see that going on a much larger scale, on an enterprise, on an industry scale. Obviously, that includes our customer. And I think that's going to be very powerful um, when we get to 2030. Uh, we see a continuous intelligent automation bucket. And uh, in the examples I spoke of before, I spoke about the automation of part of the supply chain, uh, the use of sensors, machine learning, and the, very, and the importance of data. Add some steroids into that, expand that into the entire enterprise and broaden that scope. And that's where I think 2030 is. You know, we have things like ubiquitous sensors that are being worked on in different parts of the company today. Specialized systems that really dig deeper and broader. And we've, we've seen some of the examples of those previously in the discussion. And there's many more out there. Autonomous, obviously, again, some examples that we provided in logistics. There will be autonomous supply chains, I believe, in 2030. Um, and there's a couple other bullet points there, too. And finally, supply chain orchestrators. So this is really just the changing roles piece of it. You know, in logistics, where the team members really changed their roles, really started to get out of their old ways of doing things into new perspectives, by like using new tools that helped them see patterns and planning. They became orchestrators, routing selection and rule sets and things like that. Uh, in 2030, this concept expands to the entire supply chain, in our view. And it requires a new way of working and a new, new type of employee. But as we, we connect more of the systems together, as we become more autonomous, you know, that supply chain person becomes an orchestrator. Uh, so they need more skills, they have a broader scope, and they definitely need a different mindset, which I spoke to before as well. I want to leave you with this. Uh, it's very straightforward, but it's also very difficult to do. And a quote from Shigeo Shingo, the improvement or improvement usually means doing something that we have never done. Those improvements need to happen. And we always need to realize that um, we're going in a new way. We're taking a new path and we need to take that journey. And I really believe it's worth it. Thank you very much.